0: Welcome to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, where small business entrepreneurs come to discover the strategies, systems, and tools to kick their marketing into high gear. If you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get ready to roll. Alright, welcome everybody. This is Eli Delaney with Your Marketing University and the Driving Your Marketing Podcast and we are here with another show where I bring in cool, fun people that I meet from throughout the world, usually somehow in the entrepreneur and or marketing space to teach you things you can do to market yourself more effectively, more efficiently, and without all the scary complicated stuff that tends to be out there when we talk about marketing because a lot of times I ask people do you love marketing and they say no I ask them why and they say well it's because it's like black magic and voodoo I don't get it and so that's why I do this show I have a lot of fun with it and of course one of the most important things is to bring in people that I meet while I'm out and about sometimes when I'm speaking sometimes people that I just meet online and today's guest I have is one of my coolest Coolest, fun friends that I ever have gotten to hang out with. We obviously we don't get to spend enough time together, and I really wish we did. This is Stephen Memel, and he helps performing artists, speakers, and entrepreneurs, executives, and sales teams break through the dramatic higher level of confidence, personal magnetism, charisma, and presence. He's had clients such as Grammy Award winners Adam Levine and Maroon Five. The Academy Award nominee Drew Barrymore and actor Justin Long. Along with CEOs of multimillion dollar companies, business owners, and people from all over through his training system, the science is switching on. Stephen has enabled countless individuals and groups to achieve rapid and peak performance in a variety of disciplines. And Stephen, you got to give me credit because I actually got through reading the whole thing without messing it up, which is really kind of a, a personal first for me. So, Genius. So, Genius, Eli. <laughs> I love that. It was so, good. Yeah. So, Steve, thanks so much for joining us. I know you and I have been talking about doing this for like a year now, and we finally got it yeah. scheduled in. You and I met through David Fagan, a mutual friend of ours. Uh, we've both known him for many, many years, and we were both speaking at his conference um, in Phoenix, as a matter of fact. And that's where we originally met. Had a great time. I think you and I just hit it off immediately, and I think you Absolutely. got some- Yeah, you got some really, really fun, cool stuff to share. So I read the official bio. Tell us a little bit more about who you are, how you got started, and what kind of cool, fun things you're doing.
1: Well, you know, I really am doing cool, fun things right now because uh, what was at one point theoretical has, has proven out to work in the world, which is always a nice thing when your ideas take shape. And um, I started out in the performing arts, and when I was a very young performer, I had a lot of ability, a lot of talent, but I also had tremendous nerves and performance anxiety, and I would go back and forth between seeming like this incredibly confident, capable performer to being this Babbling mess of goo, you know, piled <laughs> on the floor. And it was terrifying to, to say the least because I had no idea when one was going to show up or the other. So it made every situation that I went into fraught with uh, tremendous, tremendous pressure and anxiety. Um, so literally, uh, out of survival, and, and I should add also that. Uh, I studied uh, voice, vocal technique, a great deal at that point, both singing and speaking. And uh, I guess I have a knack for it because people kept asking me to teach. My teachers gave me their overflow students, and and uh, you know, people who were other performers said, "Could you teach me what you do?" So, so the teaching thing was there, and with this other. Element that I was just struggling so much. Just who knows why? Um, I was an avid reader of uh, psychology, personal development, uh, spiritual material, um, peak performance, uh, just every artistic mastery, everything possible. And I happen to also be in a number of the arts. I was a professional musician. I also danced, I sang, I did I did everything. And it became very, very clear that the same principles of mastery applied in every single one of those arts, that the one consistent factor was me. Mm-hmm. And I was also very clear from a very early time. I remember the first time I had the idea was when I was 21 that, oh my goodness, this is not just in the arts. This is absolutely everything that human beings do, including just living their lives. It's it's mastery. And so I, I didn't know that I would ever really do anything about it, but it just kind of evolved into that. And I became a professional coach and got to work with some of those talents that you mentioned and some extraordinary other people and been in some really incredible situations that sometimes I have to pinch myself. But <laughs> but then I very intentionally and consciously over the last many years started taking this into the area of business, expanding the demographic. And lo and behold, theory was not just theory. It proved that the same principles of mastery, the same principles of learning how to be a dynamic, impactful, influential human being, and not just on the outside, but literally how you feel on the inside and how people receive you, the impression you make, and the influence you can have, all those prove to be true in the world of business and marketing
0: as well. Right, that is so awesome, and I and I love how you put that because it is so true. I mean, a lot of times, I meet new entrepreneurs. I mean, I, I deal with a lot of newbies that are just starting out. You know, people who just quit the nine to five or got downsized from corporate life and decided, okay, I'm gonna I'm tired of this. I'm gonna start my own thing, and I find mm-hmm. that it's a really common situation where the one thing that they don't realize is that. You know, number one, sales and marketing is a requirement for you to succeed in business. There's no ifs, ands, and and, buts about it. But a lot of sales and marketing, it gets a bad rap. And that's why I do this show is because a lot of times when you think about marketing or sales, people go, oh, well, I don't want to be like a used car salesman and that kind of stuff. And there's nothing against used car salesmen. I know some really great ones that are great people. But that's the the stigma that's out there. And it really does boil down to... That that confidence of this is who I am, and this is what I can do to help you to, you know, solve the problem that you have. Which that's what entrepreneurs do. That's you know the yeah. the best definition of entrepreneur I've ever heard, ever heard is a person who solves problems for a profit. That's it. And so when we break it down like that, it makes it a lot easier to to have that conversation and to realize, okay, yeah, we do need to actually sell ourselves, we have to sell our products and we have to be, we have to be confident. And that's one of the things that I know you are so amazing with your, especially around the the science of switching on, I've seen you work with it. You've actually worked with me on it before. And then, you know, when you did your presentation, you were actually helping David's daughter uh, who is a musician, is a performer. Um, and it just yeah. amazing in, you know, 10 minutes a time of watching you actually work from her where she first did her, you know, did a little bit of the song that she was singing and then you had her do a couple of different little techniques that changed it and it was like night and day difference. And I want yeah. everybody who's listening to this to think about this that, you know, when you are speaking to another person to sell your products or services, it is a performance. It really is. And if you think about it like that. You know, it's not that we're doing anything inauthentic. It's just that the it's a performance. People still need to be entertained one way or another. And that conversation has to bring that into play. And these are the kind of things that we're talking about here is is the ability to have that higher confidence and the charisma and the presence to really make an impact and get somebody to go, wow, yes, I need you to help me. Uh, you know, I, I love the way you context it literally
1: Everything you started saying from the minute you began talking to just now, and I'm writing here notes as you're speaking because I just think that it's wonderful. Um, uh, You know, uh, I'll share a couple of thoughts with you. One is, as you know, coming from the entertainment industry, you sell yourself in a way, but you don't do sales and you don't learn uh, sales language and you don't learn the language of influence and, and and so. You know, there's a friend of mine who's an inventor. He teaches invention, and and he has a great thing where he talks about. A lot of people like to make rain before they've made the bucket. Um, and <laughs> I and, like that. That's and, good, isn't that? And I was great because of being an entertainer at making rain, but I had no idea how to make buckets, and it was a. It was. And not that everybody in the entertainment industry doesn't. Everybody's built differently in, in any in, in a field, but, but it wasn't my forte. And so it became a long and arduous process to develop the muscles to create those buckets, which in, when I say buckets, let's say like a sit-down-and-do program or write a sales letter or understand sales copy or which even if you're gonna hire somebody you need to understand because you need to know if they're doing a good job or not. But but I I truly feel I think I said to my wife recently that I feel that if kids are not taught sales techniques and marketing techniques right from the get go somebody's committing a crime because you must know them. You're, for the most part, our success in life. Unless you're a savant, and everybody just pulls you in because you're some kind of a savant, whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. you need to know how to market yourself. You need to know how to how to distinguish yourself from all the noise that's out there. And also, there's a, a great quote when you talk about the transformations that I do. Um, I, I sometimes call it my magic tricks because it, it's not hard for me, but that's because of this little quote that uh, Arthur C. Clarke, who wrote Childhood's End in 2001, The Space Odyssey, he says, Any, any technology of sufficient complex, complexity is indistinguishable from magic. Any technology of sufficient complexity is indistinguishable from magic so i would say try to help caveman understand digital photography he's you know he's running for the hills eating black mm-hmm. magic right but the reason i was able to demystify this whole process for myself and enable myself to when i say get in the zone whenever i need to is because i said there's got to be fundamental principles and that's what I dug for and that's what the science of switching on is comprised of the the fundamental principles that cause transformation in us and enable us to be that which we are at our highest expression That which we desire to be and which people so frequently say I get in my own way
0: well Mm -hmm. how
1: would you like not to be in your own way, right. and and that's that's really what I help people do. And the last thing I'll say that was fascinating is that you talked about was inauthentic um, versus you know sell, uh, being entertaining. And you know I mentioned to you that I've uh, created a program recently uh, called Master Performer, which is about. Uh, high performance, not entertainment performance, but how does one perform in life in whatever they do? And in one definition just recently, when I was talking about connecting with others, I was talking about the important elements, defining them, and first one was being in alignment and being congruent, or as you would say, authentic, where what you say and how you behave and... And and everything inside and out feels like it's the same so that people can trust you because they feel when something's off, whether they realize Mm -hmm. it or not, they feel it. But the second thing I talked about is you must also be entertaining and intriguing because people like to have fun, and that's not incongruent because... One of the things that most of us shut off when we get into business is
0: our playfulness out of some idea that we have to be all serious. Right. You know, let me let me stop you for just a second there because, you know, some of our listeners have heard this story, and I think I might have actually shared this with you, too. Um, was that the the entertaining and intriguing piece actually resonates really well with me because of the fact that there were years ago when I started my first business, which was a web and graphic design company, and I had the the whole stigma that I had to be corporate looking. I, I did the, you know, black slacks and button up mm-hmm. shirt and a tie all the time and my hair was like super cut short and all that kind of stuff. And and I went into this whole corporate thing. Now now, you and I have talked about this before. My background is in the music industry. I used to be a rocker. You know, I had <laughs> hair down to my waist at one point, right? Um, so this was like a major, major shift for me. And what had happened was I'd done actually pretty well with it. My business was very successful. But I realized that it wasn't authentically me. And what happened was I was actually um, at an event with my with my coach and then Cindy, my partner. She She was there with me. And... My coach did a couple of things where she put me into a different group of more like analytical type people instead of the, you know, the area that I was more comfortable with. And I was like, I don't get why does she keep doing this? And Cindy was like, well, you know, people kind of see a stuffy. And I was like, really? And I hadn't realized that I'd put myself in this box. And she's like, I I know you. I mean, I've known you since you were 14 years old. I know you're not that way. But you kind of portray that image. And that was like a wake-up call for me. And once I became more authentic, then I started realizing, okay, yeah, I do need to also be entertaining and relax yep. a little bit and have some fun and play around and that kind of stuff. And anybody who knows me well knows I am really sarcastic. I, I tend to say very <laughs> lots of very short, probably not politically correct things out there. And that's Because but they're clever. Yeah, and, it's, and I have fun with it too. And since I opened that up, once I realized I made that difference, as soon as I made that switch and started relaxing and actually being myself, my business started to grow. I actually started to sell more stuff and I made a bigger impact with more people because of that because they resonated with me and they saw I was being authentic and in the meantime I was being entertaining i mean i hear all the time i get people that are like god you are so funny and, and you make it so much fun to do this stuff and you know you and i were talking just before just before we started recording this that my you know i one of the things that i do is i have a contract uh, project that i'm working on with teaching social media to job seekers and essentially my boss came in just a couple of weeks ago and um essentially audited the class so he can see what's going on and of course he is, his first thing is i'm just here to make sure the content looks good i'm not really auditing you and i'm like yeah right whatever um but um so he sits there the whole time and we get done and he and i was like so how was it he's like you were amazing you you told so many great stories and you made everybody laugh and had so much fun with it that is not very common in these classes cuz i'm not the only one that teaches them but yeah. i made people have fun and have and get them in a relaxed situation and the great thing about it is most of those people are not in the happiest of sets i mean they're looking for a job they're they are unemployed yeah. at that point so they're not in the best mindset to begin with but then How many people are out there that don't really want to do anything on social media? They don't like social media. They think it's a complete waste of time, which there are times when I can completely agree with that. But they've got this attitude against it, so they're walking in the door very resistant. And by being entertaining and having some fun with them and relaxing right up front, I can help remove some of those those barriers. And by the time they're done... I get some of these people that that literally they walked in the door saying, I don't want to be here. And they left saying, I learned so much. Thank you so much. This was great. And that's what it means to be authentic and be entertaining while you're doing it. That's the key. That's why this stuff is so important. And that's why I love what you do is because you know, you've taught me this stuff, You you know, watching some of the stuff that you do and even, you know, when you and I were both speaking at the same conference, I was sitting in the audience when you were speaking, taking a ton of notes. (laughs) <laughs> you know? So and vice versa. Yeah, and and we and that's one of the great things I love about this is that you and I can actually share these things back and forth. It's so much fun, and we can help each yeah. other out, which is really what we do. You know, that's the most important thing is being able to help as many people as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, on that level, I, I wanted to
1: uh, make sure that I gave some very concrete things that people could play with, so that. It isn't just some idea about, hey, I've got this great training system, but I, I want to give, give your listeners something that they can say, let me go and try this out today or tomorrow or let yeah. me play with this. so, oh, so let right. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do is is, first of all, just set up that one of the models in the system is what I call the five stages of mastery. And... When I say stages, I'm not talking about these are sequential. I'm talking about a stage literally like a platform that one must stand upon and become a master of that stage. And they're the stage of body, the stage of mind, the stage of emotion, the stage of energy, and then the fifth stage, which all these sit upon called stage of quickening and if you look for what a quickening is it's an acceleration it's it's a leap into that place where we're completely in flow where where we're unself conscious but still self-aware and where we experience that zone that so many people talk about and that's a, uh, a technique that is an ability that one can develop so to develop it most easily we have to be a master performer on each one of these other stages so I thought I'd give a one real quick point on each of the stages so let's let's talk about stage of body first okay so when we're talking about the body Yes, I'm talking about your body, but I'm also talking about your physical world around you, your environment. So, you know, it's a very broad subject, but let's talk at the simplest level, um, your voice, okay? Because that's a lot of background that I came from. Consider if you business, you need distribution channel, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the body is the distribution channel of you. So if the channel's not clear, or if it's mucked up in some form or fashion, you're going to have trouble distributing. So it doesn't matter how brilliant you are in all the other levels, we've got to make sure that you get out to the world. And your voice is one of the biggest things that makes an impression. Right. So. Um, something that you'll hear a lot from people is a very flat, monotone kind of way of talking, and the rate never changes, and they hardly take a breath, and then they kind of continue to talk like this, and, you know, it puts everybody to sleep. So one of the things you can play with are a few different kinds of vocal variety. So you can play with volume and emphasis like I'm doing. You know, volume can be fast like this. I can go quickly like this with volume, or I can go like this with a quieter voice and it creates another impression and it creates an intimacy or I can do in, in emphasis stress certain things when I'm quiet or I can stress certain things when I'm loud so that's emphasis and volume and then another thing you can play with there is rate of speed because when people hear things that are all the same they just get bored mm-hmm. yes. so they need a pause they need you to breathe so that they can breathe <laughs> otherwise it becomes a barrage of words that they just want to somehow psychologically escape from Right. and then the final piece I'll give on that one is playing with melody because I mean when I thought down here and I, I try to make a point very different than if I'm going, "Hey, come on, man, you know right. so, so uh, they will seem artificial at first, of course, because they're not your normal pattern, but if you play with them enough and play with them with a little paragraph of of some a book or an article and do it in the privacy of your own home, and then tippy-toe it on out one day. Try one of them, like maybe changing your rate of speed. So that's something on the stage of body to play with and can yield a lot of great results.
0: Yeah, okay? and let me let me touch on that real quick because I know for me as a speaker, when I first got into speaking, I, I got a lot of great responses from people who, who love the materials, but I did have that issue of, you know, For me, I'm, I tend to be kind of the laid-back, quiet guy in general. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's it's hard for me to jump out there. I'm never going to be the hyper guy. And right. that was one of those things that it was actually a lot of work. But when I actually stopped and I practiced it, at first it seemed crazy. It seemed like I was just being a dork. And mm-hmm. once I started playing with it and doing it more... You know, in my, you know, I do it in private and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, practice my presentation by myself and I practice it trying to over exaggerate things. And that's what I want, you know, I think is kind of the key here is when you're doing it by yourself, over exaggerate it. Um, And to you, you're gonna seem like you're being an idiot, but to everybody else, it's actually just adding extra energy to it. But you're doing it by yourself. And the great thing about it is when you actually get in front of an audience, you probably aren't going to exaggerate it as much but it's going to make a huge impact on what you would do otherwise and for me that was yeah. monstrous that was yeah. you know that's where even when i'm recording this right now i don't even i don't sit down i stand up when i record these because then i can be animated i can move around i i'm actually moving my hand while i'm talking right now there's nobody to see my hand moving but you know i do that and because that adds that extra energy and I'm sure, you know, you're hearing it right now. You could hear the difference than if I was just sitting Absolutely. in Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And and the, the important thing to remember, one of the things that you said that's so huge is you felt like a dork when you tried something new. That's because it's not familiar. And mm-hmm. the only way you're going to not feel like a dork is doing what you've always done. Mm-hmm. And unless you're thrilled with that, you got to feel like a dork. And the... <laughs> And you need to know that your perception of what you seem like and what other people pick up is radically different. And I'll give you a personal example that is very, very clear for me, which is when I feel like I'm speaking at the right rate of speed to make something come across and to sound authentic, so when I speak so fast that I feel like it's a run-on sentence and like I'm going much too fast to really be understood and to really be making any sense. When I look at the video afterwards, and that's why I always say, let me try something and then I go look at what my rate of speed is, I see the video and it looks completely natural. When I do what feels natural to me, it seems ponderous and slow and overemphasized. And there's a great quote by the race driver Mario Andretti famous race driver who said if you're going if you feel like everything's under control
0: you're not going nearly fast enough. Oh I love that that is awesome. is that? Yes uh, and that is great because I know for me it's the same it's the same way I have to consciously speed it up and I feel like I'm talking way way too fast but when I go back and like I'll listen to audios and videos and things like that that I do or even recordings of my live presentations to me, I feel like when I'm getting on stage and speaking, I feel like I'm going 90 miles an hour. But when I actually right. stop, it's not as fast as it seems like it is. And so that is a, it's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when we're talking to people who we think are very, very important to us will slow down and get
1: ponderous. And so I recommend doing a thing I call speed talking. It's an exercise, which you do by yourself or with a friend, where you start talking and you just keep going, and you just don't, it just really doesn't even matter what you say. It doesn't make sense to you as you're saying it. You feel like you're speaking only gobbledygook, but you just keep going. You just don't stop no matter what. You catch your breath when you can, and you keep moving along. That way you get to have the idea and know the sense that you can keep making sense, even though you don't feel like you're making sense. <laughs> now, who knows what I just said? I certainly don't, but the question is, Did it, aside from a stumble here and there, did it make sense, is what you want to ask yourself. Mm
0: -hmm. And if it made
1: reasonable sense, you can see that, wow, that would be a valuable thing, because then you'll become conscious when you start slowing down and trying to be really smart. Now, I'll jump to
0: the stage of emotion, because I wanted to give one on each. And do we have time for a couple more? Yeah, we're getting kind of close to time, but we do. We can go. It's my show. We can go a little bit longer. <laughs> okay, I will. I will go quickly through these. Uh, on the stage of emotion, what
1: we're doing is dealing with connection, and that's one of the most important things. How are we connected to what we're saying, and how do we connect with people that we're communicating with? And one of the things that you talked about so eloquently is our misperception of what we need to be, and. But I talk about that as is confusing being serious with being professional. And so that's what we all do. In the beginning, we feel that we have to be serious to communicate professionalism, but that really doesn't because there are brilliant people who are really, you know challenging the box and and really going out there on a limb. Gary Vaynerchuk is one of the, I mean, Mm -hmm. really, most people who distinguish themselves, at some level, are quite unique. And so, do not compose yourself when you're getting ready to speak to people. Release yourself. And you will connect to them much better. They will relate to you because you'll be in your truth in what's really authentic for you. And they feel relaxed because you're allowing yourself to let go and be relaxed you are giving them permission by occupying that space of
0: freedom and just letting go awesome i love it and that is so so true people people will resonate with you more they'll appreciate you more and they'll listen better when they can tell that you're just being authentic that you're just you're just talking you're just coming what's natural instead of trying to Plan out what you're gonna say ahead of time, and you know, coming from the the speaker standpoint and the training standpoint, there's a certain amount of of uh, preparation that goes into those kind of situations. But if, but for the most part, if you just say what you know and just roll with it, don't over practice it. You know, I know people that like even just networking, and networking is a big huge thing for me. And I, it amazes me. I have people who've practiced their thirty-second commercial so well that when they say it, they sound like a robot. There's, yeah, there's most no emotion. Of the time. Yeah, and that's most what of the you, time. yeah, and that's what you don't want. You want you want to make it just sound natural, sound like yeah. you're just talking. When somebody asks you a question, you're answering the question. That's all it is.
1: And I'll give you I'll give you the last exercise because obviously we don't have time to go through all stages. You know, and and plus then you, nobody will want to come take my course because they'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'll know it all. Not hardly, um, it's what I call the origins exercise. And what people do is they memorize by rote exactly what you're saying. Um, they memorize their elevator speech so by rote because of a fear that they're going to say something wrong. Whereas you have to go back to origins. What impelled you to become passionate about your mission in the first place because you had a love you had a passion that made you say I want to do this I want to invest my time and energy and my life into this you have got to go back to that and make sure that you reflect on that on a constant basis so you remind yourself that it's not words you say though words are important as well but words without The origin that underpins them are really just occupying, just just
0: air molecules condensing and rarefying Mm -hmm. moving across a room. It's noise. Right. No, and I love that because that is one of the things that that I think really does make a difference. It's one thing to be, it it does, when you have that robot mode where you're just reciting stuff because you've got it memorized so well, that's where you're hitting. Mm -hmm. You know that whole—you're um, hitting that unconscious thought process where you just say it without yeah. even thinking about it anymore. And there's a point of knowing your stuff so well that that's that there is an advantage to that. But at the flip side, you don't want that to be the norm because not only you know, are you saying great stuff, but then you're not showing any kind of reality to it. And that's what gets lost in translation. And that's where you get that point where it doesn't doesn't matter how great you are, how great your product is, how much you know, how many credentials you have, any of that kind of stuff. If people don't feel a connection with you, they're not going to buy into whatever it is that you're selling. And whatever you're selling could be you getting a job, it could be your you selling a product, it could be um, getting somebody to donate to a charity, Either, no matter how you look at it, it's selling something, and, but people have to buy into it first, and that's where this really comes into play, I love this origin exercise, it's a very powerful.
1: Well said, my friend, well mm-hmm. said.
0: Alright, so what's next? Um, do, you, do you want more, or should we? Uh, let's hey? do let's do one more, and then we'll go ahead and wrap it up. I know, I know you have okay. an event coming up there, or, um, that you want to share. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Sure. But let's share one more first. Okay, here's
1: one more. Um, it's what I call the Starbucks cure, and it's more on stage five, which is quickening, which is where you launch, where you ignite, and it has to do again with the perception. Now, maybe you've worked on your voice so that it communicates better what you're actually feeling and has more interest, and you've worked on your mind, which is, uh, do, is is what you're thinking undermining or supporting you, and there's a lot of work to be done there. And you've worked on your emotions, and you've gotten your energy in alignment, but you haven't walked it out into the world yet. So Starbucks has done us a great job, favor by proliferating in such a massive way, because you could go to a different Starbucks every day of your life, probably for the rest of your life, in your area, and never hit them all. Mm -hmm. Um, So so pick a Starbucks that you don't plan on going back to any time in the near future, Mm -hmm. and decide who you're going to be when you go in there. So if you tend to be soft-spoken, go in there. And when you order your latte, say, hello, I'd like a latte, please. Or, good morning, how are you? I'd like a latte. Or if you're loud and boisterous, you know, maybe get a little more quiet and reserved and say, excuse me, could I have a latte, please? Or if you're, you know, choose some new aspect of energy or emotion or mindset or sound or physicality and try it out. On an emotional level, you can be so passionate about, God, I just cannot get going without my latte. Oh, my God. Please save me, you know? I mean, there's so much that you can play with. But the trick is doing it in a low-risk, environment Mm -hmm. where you don't feel like you're going to be embarrassing
0: yourself and you can't run away right that is awesome i love that and i'm pretty sure that you just picked that one because you know i'm a huge starbucks fan so that sounds like a challenge to me (laughs) i didn't but i am too so yeah isn't it a fun one yes I love that. That sounds like fun. And it sounds like something, you know, this is something that's easy for anybody to do. It's a, it's just an extra yeah. little exercise. And yes, I, I want everybody to pay attention to this real quick because you are going to feel out of your comfort zone doing this. This is not going to sound natural. That's not going to feel natural. And you're going to be a little bit freaked out the first time you do this. But when you do these kind of things, it does it makes such a huge impact. It changes yeah. your your thought process. It changes the way you react in front of people. And it gets you to that place where you add you add more energy to what you're doing across the board. Yeah. It's just like it's just like what I was saying about earlier, about when I started practicing my talk and I added more energy to it and I started talking faster and then a lot louder and all that kind of stuff. I was doing that on my own and I'm like, oh God, I feel like an idiot. But then I get in front of a a group of people and actually start doing it. I'm not quite as energetic as I was by myself, but the reactions I got were monstrously different. People loved it. And they could see that energy, that that excitement. And that's one of the things that you know, when you and I first met and you first saw me speak, it made a huge impact on me because some of the things that you said afterwards made me feel so good about the fact that I think it was the... When I was doing that, I think it was the, I was talking about the ripple effect and uh, creating Mm -hmm. your vision. It was creating your vision, and that was a new talk at that time, by the way. I don't know if you knew if you realized that, but literally, I put that together. I kind of had some ideas of what I wanted to say, but I actually put that presentation together the night before. This was brand new stuff I had thought about and I wanted to talk about, and I'm like, you know what, I think this is gonna be the great audience for this. And that was the time I did it, and to this day, I still think that's actually my favorite, um, the best version of it, because I had so much oh. energy behind it, and I I felt like I had I had had way too much caffeine in order to be doing it, you know. I felt like a rocket getting ready to take off while I was doing that presentation, but it made a huge impact, and I still, it still amazes me some of the the feedback I still get from people, people that I'm still connected yeah. to that are like, yeah, that first time I saw you speak, that was so amazing. And yeah. that's a great feeling to have, and you know you're making an impact when you, when what is it, two years later, you can still yeah. have people that are that are showing you that kind of positive feedback on something.
1: Yeah, and it literally doing that literally
0: shift the fabric of who you are. Hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Very cool. You. Well, this has been some really cool stuff, and you know, for everybody listening, seriously try this stuff. Get out there and do it if you're not so sure trust me on this one as somebody who came from the music industry it came from the entertainment background I know how this stuff works I know how musicians and actors do this kind of stuff and guess what this go this stuff applies no matter where you are in business if you're in network marketing this is going to make you stand out from the other network marketing people that are selling the same thing you are if you're starting out your business and you're trying to, to make a name for yourself and get people to understand who you are and what you're about, this will make a difference. And for those of you who've been in business for a while, this could be the thing that reinvigorates the energy and gets people excited about your products and services again. I mean, this stuff is really, really powerful stuff. So Stephen, I know you've got an event coming up pretty soon, let's, let's talk about what is, what is this program that you're launching here?
1: So what I have going on is a virtual six-week course beginning in uh, on I think it's October 29th, and what we're doing is it's called Master Performer: Science of Switching On, and what we're going to be doing in that course is going through each of the five stages of mastery, and one a week we're going to get you're going to get a video module that has content. So that you can dig in it'll have content exercises a lot of stuff to work with and work on and then the following week you'll have an opportunity to be on the phone with me and ask me any questions and actually we do it over a video platform so you'll actually be able to see me and I'll see you you'll be able to ask any questions that come up for you and we'll also review what happens for other people, and you'll be able to learn a lot through them as well. And then the final week, the sixth week, we'll consolidate everything and make sure that the shift that we've targeted you want to make in that six weeks really is made. So let's say you have a difficulty with doing video. So what we'll do is we'll target How you utilize the five stages of mastery to become better at doing video on all levels Um, and you'll really enact that or let's say you have difficulty in a networking situation or let's say you have difficulty even being creative when you're by yourself the same material is applicable because you've got to learn how to communicate well with yourself to motivate and inspire yourself to take action so if you're not getting things done if you're blocked then this is a course for you or if you're doing well but you want to take it to the next level and you're not quite able to find what is it that's going to enable me to push the boundaries and get to that next place I want to get to this will be an exciting course for you
0: awesome very That's cool awesome. well let me give out a link for that because you know here's a couple of things now, number one is for those of you that hear this episode before we go live or before the class actually starts i highly recommend you check it out go go check it out i know steven's stuff personally it's really awesome Um, And just in case, for those of you that don't, that actually listen to this afterwards, you might want to go check the link out anyway, because it doesn't mean he won't do it again at some point. And this would be a great way for you to be able to, you know, check in with him. So I'm going to give you a link real quick. That is ymulikes.com slash masterperformer. Once again, ymulikes.com slash masterperformer. And that's where you can go check that out. And then, of course, what is your main website? Just in case somebody else wants to find out more about what you've got going on and follow you in the social world and all that kind of fun stuff. Sure. People can go to
1: scienceofswitchingon.com. Scienceofswitchingon.com.
0: Very cool. Awesome. Well, Stephen, this has been a great, great pleasure. As we're wrapping up, I always have one question that I like to ask all of my guests. And that question would be, if there's one action step that people can get out and do, what would that be? Wow, one
1: action step. It would be risk doing
0: what you fear the most. I love it. Awesome, awesome stuff. All right, so everybody listening, thank you so much for taking your time, spending some time with us today. Of course, one thing, I always ask one favor. And that is, if you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor. Go to iTunes and leave us a review. That makes the means the world to me, and it'll only take you a couple minutes to do. Um, so with that, we're going to wrap things up. Stephen, again, thank you so much for spending time with us. And you know, one thing i also also like to say is that if there's anything that I can do to help you, reach out and let me know.
1: Thank you, Eli. It's been a pleasure.
0: All right, everybody get out there, have an amazing rockstar week, and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Hey there, this is Eli again, and I got a question for you. Do you have a roadmap for marketing your business? If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com and download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other side.